most people know this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty familiar song. Welcome to Retro TV. My name is Mark, and I have on today Dottie Cashin from um, all the way from Texas. That horn from that Model T. So, yeah, I've Dottie Cashin. How are you doing, Dottie? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I reached out to you because you had recorded a few episodes of the other podcast that I do, Walnut Grovecast, and I threw this idea at you because you said, hey, Mark, why don't you watch The Waltons? You might like Mm -hmm. it a lot. And you were telling me things that I might like about it, and it's about an era of American history where I do find it interesting. It's about the Depression. It's um, when the Industrial Revolution is really, really coming up in everything, but it's also showing kind of a poor family. And yeah. Um, and that's it. But I never watched an episode before. So I said, Dottie, pick your favorite, ep- not your favorite episode, but pick an episode that you feel would be an excellent first episode. And I think it took me to the middle of this episode because I swear I was like saying out loud, I'm like, what What the hell did she pick? Like this, what is this episode? <laughs> and then I got pulled in. So I, I have to give you credit. You knew something um, about what I like and this episode did not. Um, it just, it just really landed well. I thought, um, do you want to talk about the episode that you chose? Yeah, um, this episode is The Calf. It's the third episode of season one, and it was recorded in September 28th of 1972. So we're finally in a world of reviewing television shows that predate my existence, which is excellent, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but But to even date myself more, I'm going to say that my mother was pregnant with me at this time. <laughs> So I was, I was in development during the, um, when the Waltons first came to air. Yeah. Um, so that's all right. So, um, I, my birthday's in February of 20 of, um, 20 of 1973. So yeah, I, I would come just, um, another five months later. Um, but yeah, so we're going to going to be touching upon the calf. I, I think, you know, what's weird about this. The show is so clean, like the print, and Mm -hmm. it's so highly produced, and there's so many people in the cast that there's a real commitment here. Like, when you get into this, it's not like, it's not a casual thing. Like, it's, in Little House Snipper, you can really follow the characters around kind of easily. There's not that many. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know which one is Laura, you know? But this one, it's like John Boy and... Um, you have like seven kids to keep up with. Yeah. And it's, um, but the show seems very addictive. I got to say, um, we open up to one of the credits kind of was interesting to me where they credit the grandpa. And is that his Mm -hmm. name on the show? I mean, his, his real name is actually Zebulon. Mm. I noticed that too on the credits. But yeah, he's credited real- as the grandfather. I'm sorry, but it's he's played he's played by Will Gear, who's yeah. a character actor, and it's just interesting. He doesn't he's credited as the grandfather. It's very interesting. Um, and is he John Walton Senior's father? Yes. Okay, 
So they live with John's parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stuff like that. Um, well, let's see. I, I did a little bit of stuff. Um, the real place that the stories are based upon is the community of Shiler in Nelson County, Virginia. And the time period for this episode is in about 1933. Um, the show mm-hmm. would end, the show stayed on the air for like 13 years or something. So it would end around 1946. Um, and I'm kind of interested how they play around with this. I mean, we're talking about the president, presidential administrations of FDR and Truman. These are very turbulent periods of time mm-hmm. um, in American history. Um, so I'm kind of, I think I might jump into the Waltons world. Um, as long as they take on a little bit more, I think I, I don't want every episode to be about a baby calf, you know? Oh, some of them can get a little boring, but you just have to like watch a whole episode to actually get mm. into it. Um, so we're watching, um, I didn't really know what was going on in the beginning. Actually, the grandfather kind of wanders off at some point. Yeah. And he comes across their cow who gave birth. I don't know why they wouldn't know that the cow was pregnant or ready to give birth. I think most farmers know these things. Um, I know um, Charles Ingalls would, (laughs) I think, but the, he finds the, the born calf and immediately you're like, Oh my God, you know, how do you not love this little cow? And mm-hmm. the grandfather carries the calf. Calf's got to be at least 80 pounds. He's a little bit older, you know, and he carries it. And the grandmother was getting worried and it was kind of cute. The grandmother seems to complain a lot about the grandfather, but she's they, yeah, but they seem to have a very sweet relationship. I'm sorry. You, you talk a bit. No, she's just like that. She's like very overprotective of everyone. So, mm. yeah, I like her a lot. I, I didn't like her at first, like most things in this. I didn't like anybody at first, and <laughs> they they started growing on me a bit. Um, so <clears throat> it's a tough time, you know. John Walton is the father, and he's going through some bills, and he comes across the electric bill. Which um, do you remember how much it was? I think it was like 12 something. No, no, it was a dollar 75. Oh, I think the insurance was 12. Yeah. The insurance was 12. I'm not really sure what kind of insurance they're buying. Um, homeowner life. I'm not really sure, but it was a dollar 75 for their power adjusted for inflation. It's about $35 Mm -hmm. and, and they're broke and they're poor, you know, and how many kids do they have? Um, I counted maybe seven. I believe there are seven. And on top of it, you have the grandparents mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, and the regular parents, I mean, we're talking about, you know, 11 people in the household and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, and they have a dog I saw in the opening credits. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in this house and the house is actually nice. In my opinion, it's yeah. a nice kind of colonial, big, spacious um, house. So, I'm going to play a little bit of a clip, um, their dinner talk. But the bottom line is they have this baby calf and they need money. And you really, you can't, you got to feed these kids. 
And Grandpa looks like he eats a lot. So <laughs> they're all around the dinner table. I do like the looseness of the way the family talks to each other. I found that to yeah. be a little bit more genuine than, say, Little House. Yeah, because they're all like a big family if you're unused to a big family. So this is mm-hmm. literally how family gatherings are every time. Yeah, I mean, when, um, growing up, um, I have, uh, I'm the youngest of five kids, and I have dozens and dozens of cousins, and like, yeah, Thanksgiving and, um, you know, um, Passover and all of these things would be huge um, events, and now as an adult, I've really distanced myself from a lot of these type of things. So um, I still celebrate all of these holidays, mm-hmm. but we don't do the big family thing. So it's... Um, I don't know. It, for me, it never did much for me, but it definitely seems to be accurate, in my opinion. So I'll play a little bit of a clip here. Okay. Mama, can I take the cat for a walk tomorrow? Yeah. He's not a dog, silly. Aaron. Sure, lucky you stayed home today, Grandpa. Lucky to find him. My little fella could hardly have been more than an hour or so old when I come up on him. Yeah, well, next time I'd like to take a walk. You better just not be too tired. Yeah, they they seem to bicker a lot. So you've seen Willy Wonka, right, from nineteen seventy one with Gene Wilder? Um the original. I've seen the I've seen the one with Johnny Depp. It kinda scared <laughs> me when I was a kid, so All right. But um this looks like the grandfather from the original. So that uh, I, I thought it was and it it is not. Oh How about tomorrow. Sorry. Little picnic in the tall grass, barefoot like we used to. Hmm? <laughs> What do we call him? Little chance. Nah. No. Yeah. What about Friday? Today's Friday. That's what Robinson Crusoe named his native friend because it was on a Friday. Nah. No, that's not. Well, he's a bull. Let's name him Bullet. There's no use giving him a name. Calf's not going to be able to stay. But why, Daddy? Why do you think? They have to sell the calf. <laughs> They're going to sell it to somebody who is going to either raise the bull... I mean, the. Uh, I guess he would grow to be a bull, right? He would mm-hmm. grow to be a bull, and um, he would be a stud, or he would be uh, meat. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. You would think that these kids who live on a farm of some sort, or live in the country, would understand this a little bit more. But the, yeah. I don't know. It's almost like they they're learning of this for the first time. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of strange. Um, I think it's. Uh, Right there, I was kind of like, are they idiots? Like, they they really don't understand (laughs) this is how it works. I can understand the little ones not understanding, but the old one, older ones should know by then. Um, So they they have their dinner talk and basically he's going to sell the calf. Um, I found that when I was growing up, whenever I heard about this show, People would always kind of goof on when they went to bed. And I'm not sure. Is this an ongoing thing every time yeah. they go to bed mm-hmm. where they say good night and they do the whole list of names? Is that something? it's not it's not every name. Just what sometimes are, it's like shorter and then sometimes it's like all of them. <laughs> I'm going to play it. on the episode. It's ridiculous is what it is. <laughs> I mean, here. Good night, John boy. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John boy. Good night, Jason. Good night, Mariella. Good night, Aaron. Good night, Jason. <laughs> Good night, Ben. Good night, Aaron. Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, Jimbo. Good night, Mama. 
night, Daddy. Good night, Jim Bob. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that one, they actually did it in order of the kids who were f- born first. Hmm. Like John Boy said goodnight to Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth said goodnight to Mary Ellen, I think. And then they went in order from there. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I just remember it being like a big joke. and Yeah. You know, you hear about these type of things, and um, I don't know. It gets this show just for whatever reason. I just never watched. It was always on, and I just didn't pay any attention. I was more <laughs> a little house person. But the next day, John Senior goes to the Anderson farm and sells this beautiful little calf for nine bucks, nine dollars adjusted for inflation. It's just under one hundred eighty dollars. I don't know if that's a bad deal. I think that's a pretty good deal. Um. He absolutely needs the money to pay for the bills, like you were saying. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really, you know, he's he seems like a hard worker and they're broke. So they're trying to get money wherever they can. Sadly, the mother of the calf seems to be taking it very hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not really sure how connected um, the cows are to their calves. I mean, this oh. this might be, I don't know if this is literally the next day, because I don't think you can really separate them that quickly. Yeah. So, um, is I mean, did they always have animals on the show and, and stuff? Not as much as Little House, but they do have pretty much the same animals, hmm. like Chance and Reckless and the chickens for the most part. Hmm. So, uh, do you want to talk about what the mother cow tends to do moving forward? Um, so she basically just keeps on whining and then everyone is getting in a bad mood for, because of the cow and then, um, Olivia and Esther, which is the grandma, they like collect some money and then they go back to buy the calf. Yeah, they, they the, somehow they're able to come up with the money. Um, yeah, the mother has this beautiful quilt that she had made from all of the children's um, like favorite blankets and bonnets and all this kind of stuff, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a memory blanket. But somebody had offered her five dollars for her memories, so like, hey, I'll take the five dollars for that. We have a few dollars here. Here's nine dollars, John Boy. Go and get that cow. You know, get that calf. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one fun fact that I know for a fact is cows only moo when they are distressed. So, yeah. I, you know, so whenever, you know, we always hear about, you know, a mooing cow and it's always one of those things that people tend to say, oh, look, it's a mooing cow. But it's only when they're stressed out. So just remember that. It's almost like they're they're upset. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe you might be upsetting them. So, um they are so yeah, it goes to buy the calf back, speaks to Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson has a chain he's like, Yeah, I'll sell them back, but of course I'm gonna kick up the yeah, price. More. Right. Which I think is it's a fair type of thing. I mean he mm-hmm. he laid out his money, he was willing to take the calf. If you want it, you can buy it back and he'll make a profit. Um he says twelve dollars. 
So it's about a 25% increase overall. And we get a John Boy voiceover, which I don't know. I, I tend to like the the John Boy um, character. Earl I Hamner? Um, I don't know. Oh, Earl Hamner is a, is a real John Boy that does it in the beginning. And well, the remember, end. I've seen one episode of The Waltons. Yeah. Um, so whatever happened in this episode is what I know. Okay. Um, so with, is there a story with the John Boy character? Do, do they swap him out at some point? Um, they never swap him out, but at the, uh, I believe it's at the end, they show like all the characters that Earl Hammer created in order to get the Walton characters. So who's Earl? Who is he? Earl Hamner is the original John Boy that he created the show after. Okay, so he's a, a like a real life person, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right, but wasn't the actor swapped out at some point? Like, didn't they do a Darren type, a Bewitch type of situation where the actor was changed? Not that I remember. Hmm. I, I but th- they I thought they was. did switch John Boys because Richard Thomas had left the show. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how long was he John Boy for? Uh, for season seven, eight, and nine, I think. So it's like at the end. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So, um, here we go. We have a bit of a voiceover here. I saw a look on daddy's face today and all of a sudden I found myself looking at him, not as my daddy, but as another man. Maybe I'm growing up a little. Maybe it was the pain in his face. But it came to me that for all the pleasure mom and daddy find in us children, there are other times it must be heartbreaking to them. I'm going to try to be of more help around here, and I'm going to speak to the other children, too, and tell them to show a little appreciation. So this is like a totally wholesome show. You know, this isn't... Yeah. It's weird. Like, there's... um. I mean, I was trying to get my wife to watch this, and she's like, what am I watching? <laughs> and, um... It it is. It's a very very wholesome show, and I I'm very surprised that the show was on the air for as long as it was. So I'm kind of curious if there were ups and downs of different. Um, were there any controversies um, within the writing? You know, with Little House, you have drama. You know, we deal with a number of different mm-hmm. issues. Um, and I only compare the war the Waltons to Little House because I don't know. I don't know what else I could comp- compare it to. Uh, and they don't have as many setbacks as Little House in the Prairie does, but they do go through like a lot of history sets, like the Great Depression and JFK. And is it JFK? Um, and Truman. Well, JFK, well, JFK was in the sixties. Yeah, they do mention JFK at the end of it, and then they have. Well, how long does the show? I mean, does the show go into the future? It has nine seasons, and then it has six movies after the nine seasons. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'd have to look into that. Um, but the um, a couple of the kids, I don't know what their names are. I'm going to call uh, this one Rusty, and the other one is um, Boy. They bring a cowbell to the calf as a gift. Yeah, that's Elizabeth and Jim Bob. Oh, okay. I think they were on the episode of Bowling that I watched where it was also with Mike Lookinland and the Cindy Brady actress. Mm. I don't remember her name right now, but 
Um, that's on like Amazon Prime. You can watch these celebrity bowling, and they I think uh, it was like the Brady kids versus the Walton kids, and I think they were teenagers by that point. So um, here we go. We're going to get a little bit of uh, a reality check, which is um, I think what this episode needed a little bit of. Hey, you kids. kids up to here. We've got a present. Yeah, ain't gonna have no need of it. Suppose he runs away. Won't happen. How come you're so sure, Mr. Anderson? Now you're gonna have to know sooner or later. Gets a little bigger. Calf's gotta be slaughtered for beef. They even did the zoom in. It was uh, <laughs> very well. But to tell these two kids, I mean, they have to be like, what, 10, 8 and 10 or something. It's, it's kind of insane. I think they're a little bit younger than that, but yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's insane. Um, so the cow goes missing. The cow goes missing and Mr. Anderson brings in the heat. So the police show up and he's looking for answers. So I'll play this clip. Evening, John. Evening, Ep. Sheriff, go ahead. Take a look in the barn. Mr. Anderson, I asked you to let me handle this. What's the problem? Well, Anderson here, he claims that a couple of your children stole his cap. Sheriff, that's... that's hogwash. Well, that's just what I told him, Libby, but Anderson swears that he saw your two youngest on his property this afternoon. Sheriff, none of my children would steal so much as a strawberry. But they did steal the cap, so she's, yeah. <laughs> um, she's not really seeing the reality of the situation. Um, they did steal the cap, but their heart was in the right place. They um, they hide the calf in a cave, and while they're trying to go home, they hear wolves and bobcats in the background. Did you hear that? I think so, yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Um so they get they find the kids finally and I'll play a clip from that. Oh, where's the calf? Mr. Anderson was gonna kill him, Daddy. I know, Mr. Anderson was at the house. Where is he? The cave. John boy, why don't you go get him? We'll start on home. Alrighty. We're gonna get a spanking. Run off like that. Gotten the whole family worried. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get a spanking. So <laughs> You deserve more than a <laughs> Um The kids, uh, of course, um, they do the right thing. You know, they see exactly where it is. And for the most part, now it becomes... Oh, wait. Um, I think I got the wrong clip here. Sorry, give me a sec. All right, so the mother comes down and she's talking about how the kids are now because they're back home. It's late. But of course they've been, they've had a pretty turbulent evening of bobcats and wolves and stealing all types of um, exciting things. So here we go. Just had a bath and some food. Poor things, they're exhausted and afraid. They asked me if I was going to give them a spanking. They're still worrying. John, what they did, to them it was the right thing, the only thing. Now, don't start mother henning them. They did wrong, and they got to be taught to realize it. You know, 
live what I say to them tonight is going to have a lot to do with the way they live the rest of their lives. What's wrong? What's right? I know why they did it. So um, he whips them. No, he does not whip them. <laughs> he, he does what I think what most modern parents would do in this type of situation, including myself. And that would be to um, accept the fact that what they're going through at the moment is enough of a punishment. Um, mm-hmm. as, as somebody who's an extremely hands-off parent, um, I, I definitely use guilt <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a lot more. But um, I, I've been blessed with a child that, um, for the most part, at least for to, up to today, um, seems to listen and act, um, think before he acts. So yeah, I, I fully understand, and I definitely enjoyed this scene because the kids were completely um they were worried so in the background you don't hear the mother cow mooing anymore because i'm assuming they brought the calf to hang out with the mom right so that's yeah. kind of um i i think that was kind of interesting i think they should have addressed that verbally because i think most people wouldn't even notice it it's just silent it's like oh mm-hmm. she's not mooing anymore so mm-hmm. um Mr. Anderson comes the next morning to pick up his calf and, uh, with the police officer. We're just starting over to your place, Mr. Anderson. Well, I see Jim, Bob, and Elizabeth made it all right. Sheriff, I thought you were going to talk to those kids. My son has already talked to them. Oh. Well, I'll take the calf from you on the way. Mr. Anderson, just a minute. You see, to you, this calf is just meat on the table, but... My children has become a playmate, uh, part of the family. Take the nine dollars. I already told your son I wanted twelve, but I got a proposition for you. I'm glad you're here, Sheriff. You can be witness. So what what the proposition is, because they really, I mean, they need to fill up another nearly ten minutes of this, um, is he's going to have the children do chores at his house to make mm-hmm. up for the other $3. And I believe he's going to pay them 20 cents a day or, or something yeah. along those lines. Um, hopefully it's per kid. I'm not really sure if that, you know, that case, but they seem to be happy with it. And the horse, I mean the horse, the cow is now another member of the, um, the Walton's family. So all is good. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know if they have to slaughter this, um, this creature in the future for a meal, but um, it, it does seem sweet that they bring the mother and the calf together. The calf does seem to nurse on the mother, and it, it's just one of those sweet kind of moments. Uh, we have a voiceover at the end. Mm-hmm. It was a fine thing to know such people and to be one of them and to share in their abundant love. It was a poor time, but in it we were richer than we knew. Forty years have passed, but the voices from that house are as fresh as yesterday. Mama? Yes, Elizabeth? You asleep? Almost. Second chances to sleep? Wouldn't surprise me. Good night, Mama. Good night, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's how we end the episode. It's <laughs> very interesting. It's, it's an interesting show. I think I will revisit it. Well, I will visit it 
and see if any of the other episodes kind of land. But I do appreciate the the suggestion. I just I'm not really sure where to go with this. I mean, this is only the third episode in, so I guess it wouldn't be too difficult to just go too back and start from the very beginning. Yeah. After like season three and four, it does get better because the children are grown up and like all the child stuff is like over and you start actually seeing their personalities grow more Right. and it gets a lot better. And if this is 1933, I mean, World War Two. I mean, I'm going to assume that they, they go heavily into the war and um, they and do. They have a whole. Yeah, they have a whole season where the three boys are in the war and they all come back home and stuff. So, spoiler. Alert. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, Dottie, thank you very much for suggesting this episode and coming out to Retro TV to discuss it. I look forward oh, thank to you for um, having me. Yeah, anytime, and I really appreciate it.